Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Anthony John Agnello, Senior Social Editor at Games Radar. We have a whopper of a show for you. We are talking about Death Stranding. We are talking about Mass Effect Andromeda, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, and the presence of all these games at The Game Awards. And we close with a look at The Last Guardian, Fumito Ueda's long-awaited follow-up to Shadow of the Colossus. Listen on. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Woohoo! I am for real. Never meant to make your daughter cry. Apologize a thousand times. Hey. Hello. Hello. I have a funny story about that. I have a funny story about that, Anthony. Welcome, everybody, to uh, the Chic Hydro Man Radio Radar Hour. This is uh, episode 60 of Radio Radar. My name is Anthony John Agnello. I am joined by an all-star cast of Radarese folk. Uh, we have executive editor Susan Arndt. The part of Hydro Man will be played by Chip Langston this evening. <laughs> <laughs> we also have Staff Roberts, Dave Boberts. The Mountain Dew presents Radio Radar podcast starring Outcast and Friends. <laughs> and we also have... Lucas Sullivan, who apparently has an awesome story about Miss Jackson. Apparently, it's uh, about Andre 3000's failed divorce with, uh, with uh, oh no, I forgot her name. <laughs> oh no, this is the worst. Oh no, how did this happen? Uh, Eric, uh, Erica Badu, there we go. Oh, Erica Badu, I didn't know that, oh, I didn't know that. Does, does that mean uh, Call Tyrone is about him? Uh, I don't know. I haven't heard that song. Wow. That would actually, that would work out timing-wise in terms of when those songs were out. Man, Lucas, have I ever told you my video games and outcast story? No. (laughs) So, okay. Okay, yeah. All right, here we go. Of course he does. Is it it related to the 360 indie arcade game, Outcast? This is is, uh, a few years back, but I, I get a call from uh, an editor I'm working at at the time, and he says, hey man, you gotta get out the door early today because you're going to Midtown to see a game. I'm like, I like seeing games. He goes, it's EA. I was like, okay, I'm listening. He's like, you're going to see the Devil's Third, uh, (laughs) Army of Two, the Devil's Cartel. I was like, no, don't, why are you doing this? But... You're going to be interviewing Big Boy, who appears in Army of Two, The Devil's Cartel. I was like, fucking, this day is about to get sweet. This is going to so, get real. I, 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 I immediately looked at my closet, and I was like, what do I have that is nice and clean? I get out my gray suit, a black vest, and a bright red button-down shirt, a black tie. <laughs> Looking good, feeling good. And then I see that I have to go do the interview at a place called the Ace Hotel in New York. Oh, oh, you told me this story. Yes. Is is the worst goddamn place uh, on the face of the planet. It is a a boutique hotel whose theme is that it's a hipster hotel. It's terrible. It's fucking awful. You walk in... And, like, the doorman is literally, like, a bored-looking guy in a flannel who's just like, here, I'll hold it for you, I guess. Welcome to the Ace Hotel. And then you walk in. I'm convinced they hire people to go to the Apple store and get whatever is brand new and just sit around the lobby using it conspicuously. (laughs) 
<laughs> so like like it just like think about like you know the year in this is 2013 so everybody's like sitting around with ipad airs like conspicuously <laughs> held up in midair so i go upstairs and i walk in to do the interview and it's big boy and uh bob a rapper who is now far more famous for the fact that he thinks the earth is flat <laughs> than for yeah. his music. B.O.B. is very insistent that the world is flat. Uh, but I sit down, and uh, Big Boy just interrupts me, and he just goes, Man, you looking like the boss of the magazine! And I was like... And he said, Thank this you is very fantastic. Much. I like I, I never have to worry about my fashion sense for the rest of the for the rest of my life. And we have a very pleasant interview about Contra and NBA Jam. Uh, that sounds EA like a great like, time. It was awesome. It was a great interview. The EA people were like, Will you please talk about Army 2? And yeah, all of us no. are like, No. <laughs> Absolutely not. Nah. Not happening. Not for a second. So we finish up the interview and I like I get up, I thank them. And Big Boy is, like, trying to get his microphone off. He looks at the tech, and he's like, unjack me, Hugh Jackman. <laughs> and I was like, you're my favorite person in the world, Big Boy. I love you. And then I you, walk out of the... you replace Andre 3000 in yeah. Outcast yeah. and revive the band. We went we went on tour in Janelle Monet and I got married. <laughs> so the, the end of all this, where this goes... It, the ending is not great. This is a shaggy dog tale, just so everybody knows ahead of time. What the hell is a shaggy dog tale? What is that? Oh, a shaggy dog tale is a story that just keeps going, doesn't go to a point. Oh, and it ends okay. with Tim so Allen. Every story I've nude. ever told you, Susan, is a shaggy dog tale. I was gonna say, like, that's like your trademark, bro. Okay. Yeah. It's my, okay. It's my thing. So I leave, and there is a smaller elevator off to the side from like the main elevators uh, in each floor of the Ace Hotel, and I want to take that one. So I don't have to see any more of the Ace Hotel employees. I don't want to be in the elevator with their hipster, who is like the hotel operator, but he's like just sitting there checking his text messages and talking about how the shins used to be great and now they suck. <laughs> so I'm just standing there, and then like this is a tiny elevator, like it's like a four-person max, and then Big Boy rolls up with his two boys, and it's just <laughs> the four of us packed into this thing. And I was like, oh, man, like, I've got a nice 17-floor ride going right now, <laughs> pressed against Big Boy. And he goes, man, what are you doing for the rest of the day? And I'm like, I'll tell you the first thing I'm doing, Big Boy. I'm getting out of this hotel. I hate this place. And he's like, I do too, but why don't you like it? And I'm like, man, because whenever I come in here, like, they're co like, the entire place is copying an attitude. The guy at the door looks at me and he's like, would you please leave without making a fuss right now? And Big Boy goes, well, next time they do that to you, you know what you do? And I was like, what? And he goes, you get up in their face, you go, I'm the boss! <laughs> <laughs> and, and he said, thank you, Big I, Boy. I, I was like, that. that's it. I, like, Big Boy, Big Boy literally just taught me, in the context of being a video game journalist, how to live my life. Yeah, that's a life forever. lesson right there. For, forever. Uh, the the epilogue two to the story is that uh, Army of Two: The Devil's Cartel is one of the worst games I've ever played. Wow! Uh, I mean, yeah, the concept's cool. I was I was actually told by an editor at the time that I was not allowed to give it the three out of ten that I I gave it. <laughs> and and did not you get allowed. away with it? Uh, I, I was like, I'll compromise. I'll give it a three point five. <laughs> <laughs> 
the entire review is based around how it only does three things. You can turn it on, and it works. Okay. You can press buttons, and they do things. And technically, you can play it to the end without it breaking. Okay. Three points. Okay. It's a great game. Great game. <laughs> Uh, uh, so, video games that are more relevant. Uh, more relevant than Army of Two. Last night, we're recording this on Friday, you're listening to it on Monday, so you've had a whole lot of time to digest the events of this week. Soak it in! The the Game Awards! The Game Awards happen. Uh, Susan, what would you actually think is a better name for the Game Awards? I feel like the Game Awards is, is too on the nose. What would you call what took place this week? Uh, I would call it the Game Awards colon, what the hell is happening? <laughs> Where am I? It's cold and I'm being chased by wolves. <laughs> that and a man with a Dave razor Roberts. head. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> I, I felt like Jeff Goldblum in Jurassic Park, like knocking on the camera, <laughs> going like, are there any awards at this award show? Hello? It's, let me... I mean, okay. I understand wanting to have musical guests to make it exciting and visually interesting. And yeah. it is true that award shows can get very dull. You know, people walk up, they do really awkward banter, they give out an award, blah, blah, blah. Okay, I, I get that. I'm on board with that. The Doom music was baller. It was mm. awesome. That was so good. It was so good. It was stupid how good it was. Run the Jewels, whatever. Oh, right. I, I missed Run the Jewels' okay. performance. I caught the second rapper performance, and I know I sound like an old man from 1989 <laughs> saying rapper performance. Yeah. Uh, but, like, I, I, I described them to Lucas last night as crisscross after they listened to Fetty Wap, and that's literally what they sounded like. I, do. I don't even know who they were. They were terrible. I, uh, here's my thing. Okay. the thing. I'm not going to argue that Run the Jewels is good or bad, because I, I do actually think they're quite good. Right. But that was not an appropriate environment for <laughs> what they were spitting, man. It was... Well, like, I, I, there's I, at least some relevance there, because I think they did a song, or they, they have some Gears, connection yeah. with Gears of War 4. So right. it's like the and Oscars, I, and... you know, where they have songs from the movies. Like, So that at least made sense. Yeah, yeah, I totally get that. I, I totally get that. But in, in an industry where we are desperately trying to achieve parity with other forms of entertainment, I don't think having a guy talking about, he's a bag of dicks, put it to your lips, <laughs> is perhaps the best foot to be putting forward. <laughs> this bag of dicks tastes scrumptious. <laughs> you know, like, we're, we're going... <laughs> Lucas, if somebody walked out on stage and said that at the Game Awards, I would be 99% more on board if that was, like, the response to a performance by Run the But only if, only if said that way. Exactly. It has to say, be said exactly in that demure way. Can you guys help me? I was trying to remember the line that the uh, Schick guy gave where he was like, Hydro Man's going to school me. On how to oh, get a close shave. No, 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 no. It's it was. He's gonna school me in how to avoid irritating my skin. Yeah, that's wow. it. Wow. 
Wow. And yep. the guy, like, he was dying inside. So I, I, I missed this. I came in late. By grab <laughs> Thor's it? hammer. Yeah. <laughs> what a savings. What a savings. Were, did anyone know how ridiculous this was? Like, were oh, they yeah. aware? Oh, it's, yes. Look, okay. I have to say this. I know you don't want me to talk about this much, Anthony, because it's very, very inside baseball. All right. I understand that Hydro Man was, it, it, like, took a year off our lives. I understand that. <laughs> Everybody involved with it had, they had at least three drinks because of the yes. self-loathing. Everything sure. involved with Hydro Man incurred. I get it. It's, that is all totally true. But uh, this is an independent production, and Jeff has to find creative ways to pay for it through sponsorship, and product yeah. placement is is one such way. Because everything that he doesn't get sponsored, he has to pay for out of his own pocket. Yeah. So I will forgive him the immensely awful Hydro Man. Yeah. And, like, the, the whiplash from going from Hydro Man to the incredibly touching and human oh. speech... From Ryan uh, Ryan Green, I believe his name is uh, that Dragon Cancer yeah. developer. Yeah, like yeah, the dissonance See, there that's... was kind of incredible. Like, but just like that speech was right. like like that that kind of speech is the kind of thing that was like, you know what, this is okay. Yeah, like, yeah maybe th maybe things work out. You know. <laughs> well, okay. First of all, I. Someone really should have briefed I, Justine, and whoever was presenting with her on <laughs> Some what the category <laughs> was and, like, where this was going. Like, guys. Guys, this yeah. guy's kid died of cancer. You maybe don't, like. Yeah. No wounds. Maybe, maybe, no yeah. wounds. Maybe Is that don't, cancer? Maybe don't play an air horn <laughs> as you present the award to them. Yeah. <laughs> or... If you're going to go that route, go like, be like, ladies and gentlemen, the award goes to that dragon can. Yeah, well, like right after you're really somber and respectful. But to your yeah. point, uh, uh, Dave, although it was, oh gosh, it was awkward. But there were a few times during the night that it was really very powerfully connected and delivered upon. Hmm how important games can be to us emotionally. Mm. And, f and for a variety of reasons. Like, you know, Boogie got up and said, he's like, look at me. I can't do much in the real world. Because uh, if you're unaware with Boogie, he's a very large man. He is, he is a very, very large man. And physically, he's simply not capable of doing a lot. But games let him do stuff, right? Mm. And that's, that's true for a lot of people in a lot of different physical situations. And that's super, super meaningful. You know, th that Dragon Cancer helped the, that family process an intolerable situation that I can't, honestly, swear to, hand to God, one of the reasons I don't have children is I, the, just the thought of something happening to them is unbearable to me. So I can't imagine what this man went through. Yeah. And yeah. that was, it, those moments I think were, were really beautiful and very, very strong. And then, and then things like bags of dicks happened. Right, it's and it chafes up against like those things just don't directly align with uh, with you know Shick Man or, or Hydro Man or and or, or bag of dicks coming out of Run the Jewels. It's it, it's tough to nail what this thing is supposed to be. Right, and like you know you could go the route of the Academy Awards and have something that is three or four hours long <laughs> and loses people. You know, as you strive to sort of create an entertainment and. Um, 
I don't know, I want to say respectful. That's not quite the right word, but, you know, uh, at a presentation that's at least aware of the power of what you're trying to sort of celebrate and recognize in these moments. And uh, the, thing, the thing about the three-hour Oscar thing is you can put enough distance in right. between, uh, you know, here's slapstick comedy versus here's right, something very right. deep and meaningful. And you also have commercial breaks. Yeah, breaks, breaks. And, like, you're, you're also dealing with... There, there's a broader celebration of the people who work in the industry. Yeah, like there is, yeah, There yeah. is nobody sitting there. Like, you, you almost wish that they had categories that were not genre-based, necessarily. Yeah. Like, we had, like... Best you know, art direction, best, best art sound direction. design, best... Yeah, well, they, sure, they sure. do. They had best sound and music. They well, that's best. right, they well, do, well, but, they yeah, don't, but they don't award right. them on yeah. the stage. Like, th- there were three awards. Passing. Yeah, there were three yeah. awards during the pre-show. And then they'll go like, hey, this game won this award. And it also won two other awards. Uh, yeah, oh. you're like, I, wait, what? I, yeah, <laughs> time for more trailers. Like, <laughs> of games and, that are already out. Yeah, right. and like, I get that, like, you know, they need to keep things moving. They need, award shows are inherently dull affairs. Uh, lots of, you know, just like, just the sort of pats on like circular pats on the back for everyone uh, we all did a great job guys and everyone on the outside's like this is you know let's wrap it up people but <laughs> also like if, if games want to be taken seriously like you have to give presence to the less popular categories like that and not just sweep them under the rug mm-hmm. you know i don't know it's it's just it's weird it, and that sort of focus where it's like hey, here are ten awards that we're awarding, but we're not actually awarding the awards. We're just telling you that this is what they won, and let's move on to the next ad from X game publisher. Like, I mean, it, it tells or, you exactly or, what their not, focus yeah. is. You yeah. know? Not, not, and I, there is, there is a, something that lives in a murky place in the game awards where it's not quite ad and not quite celebration of the artists that make these things. Uh, it's it's Death Stranding. Oh Jesus! And the omnipresence <laughs> of Jeff Keighley's soulmate. Like, <laughs> d- can we can we can we just like I love it. Admit that at one point, whether it's the Game Awards 2017 or 2018 or forever, however long it lasts, there's gonna come a moment where Jeff is introducing someone at the beginning. And he just stops, and there's silence, and you see all the producers just sort of like, what's happening? And then he's just going to be like, I, I love you, Hideo. I love you. And when this whole Konami thing blows over, you and I should get an apartment together. I mean, here, here okay. <sighs> it's Jeff's show. Jeff gets to do whatever the hell he wants. Sure. But that was freaking embarrassing. Dude. Yeah, like, like it was a watching weird. him verbally fillet Hideo Kojima for like five minutes <laughs> and like, was it embarrassing. Like he's talking about stalking the guy, basically. And I tried to give it to you in the parking lot, and you said no. And then I'd say I said I'd mail it to you, and you said no. That's cool, guy. And then I watched you through your bedroom window, and you were like, "Please stop doing that." So I, I'm glad you're here now. I snuck Hideo, into your I room you. and I put it, the ward on your dresser. Like did he? Did he even mention like Hideo Kojima's body of work? Like, 
No, see, that's the thing. Like, if it was an industry icon award, and he was like, you know, thirty years or so in the industry, oh, sure. all these memorable games, you know, creating these unique experiences, like, you know, great. But <laughs> it really just seemed like Jeff Keeley wanted to give an award to his best bro, and well, you know. He Susan, is Dave allowed to say bro in this context? Oh, yes. Absolutely. Totally. Okay. Absolutely. Yes. Well, he had a very difficult year, and he persevered, and he just wanted to bring attention to <laughs> what a brave man he is. <laughs> For, like, to be fair, his difficult year, like, the, there's an interview with Jeff Keighley uh, talking about, like, he, he's kind of, like, relaying secondhand what happened to Kojima during the last, like, year of development, and apparently... Kojima was in a room for six months and couldn't communicate with this team. Yeah. Like, he had to use an intermediary to finish the development of the Phantom Pain. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was, it was a... I am not in any way suggesting that his final days at Konami weren't awful. Yeah. Right? Like, uh, it just on every level, you've had a relationship with this company for so long. You're being treated like garbage. You're you're an artist who isn't being allowed to do what they do. All of that is, yeah, totally. But, like, it's not like, you know, he survived the Battle of Verdun. Okay? Right. Like <laughs> He didn't cure cancer. <laughs> right. I'm just saying maybe... Maybe reel it in just a little bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or I mean, on on the bright side, it did not. On the bright side, the the culmination of this interaction did end with a look at an actual game. We assume well, it's I, a game. We assume I, it's a game. A, a creative work that I, may or may not. At this not point, it's a series a of tone game. poems. Like it, right. <laughs> it is. Uh, At this point, it is a series of experimental short films. But uh, we, yeah, and it didn't like, it wasn't even like, here's a Death Stranding mug. We actually got to see a new trailer for Death Stranding. Yes. Uh, It is the first concrete look at the game in motion since E3 earlier this year. it, It bothers me that you keep calling it the game. All right. Well, it is. It, <laughs> what we are told. We got we more been... promotional material for it that may right. point at some of the game's ideas and themes. We are we are told that we have seen a something in engine, correct? Yes, I believe it did. Say in that. real in, time, in, in engine, in... 4K on a PS4 Pro is what they said. Uh, is what I they don't said. Believe that. I don't <laughs> believe that. I don't believe that for a goddamn second. Uh, although, I, so we were discussing this morning what is the uh, the engine that is being used. The scuttlebutt inside the industry is that it is a modified version of the infamous Second Sun engine, which oh. I actually do kind of buy because in cinematic sequences, especially infamous Second Sun, looks pretty bananas. Yeah, it looks great, and you can. You can see some of those those like lighting and texture flourishes uh, in uh, old old Hannibal Lecter's face there at the end of the Death Stranding trailer. Right, Dave, what happens in the new Death Stranding trailer? What would you what would you say took place? Okay, so <laughs> my personal accounting of the trailer is Guillermo del Toro. Oh yeah, your your dogs are getting ready for this talk here. Uh, yeah, Guillermo del Toro. Uh, if you zoom in on it, like, there are images of the pin, and it's the United Cities of America. Not the States of America. 
cities of America and like with it, like it, New York it, as a as like the pinpoint of a crosshair, right? Yeah, like of a like web. a web. And uh, so he's clutching a a fetus inside of this canister. It's a bottle baby. It's a bottle baby. Uh, yeah. He's hiding from baby someone. <laughs> a bunch of skeleton soldiers are walking around. Tanks are covered in like squid organs and nastiness. Planes I flying it was overhead. Pretty phallic. It's pretty yeah. phallic. Yes. Uh, planes flying overhead with tentacles, like like strands, if you will, coming out of them. And he 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 looks at the bottle baby, Guillermo del Toro, um, director of Pacific Rim. And takes uh, a, a cord and hooks it up to the bottle baby. The bottle baby winks at us. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, Guillermo del Toro has a scar on his across his forehead. Um, Actually, they're, been lobotomized. They're, they're all over his face. It looks like his, at least his face and perhaps his entire head, has been reassembled. Hmm. Yeah, it's very so, Frankensteinish. Yes. Very Frankensteinish. So he, he walks down this tunnel and this, this this baby doll floats down this black ooze that is forming around Del Toro. And down the tunnel it goes, it starts blinking red, and then a bunch of skeleton soldiers hooked up to cords or strands are hooked up to uh, uh, the the chief from James Bond. Mads Mikkelsen. Yes, Mads Mikkelsen. <laughs> he's got paint on his face. And he makes this, like, he's either shushing or he's doing the, like, Naruto ninja thing. <laughs> I interpreted that as Naruto ninja thing. Nice! That's, that's, yeah. Because it's a little bit to the side. It's not quite touching his lips. Yeah. He's, he's doing, he's saying, go, my umbilical soldier baby. Yes. Go. And they go, he sends him out, and then the baby, like, knocks up against him. And then all the, the like, mascara that's, like, from, from him crying a lot goes away. <laughs> and then he and then the baby like bla- okay so that that baby doll shrapnel his forehead one eyes open and he has a plastic arm who else big boss i'm not gonna even get into this oh and then he sneers the camera and it's over i have no yeah. idea now before anything else i want to say susan you took issue with me calling this a game now even if death stranding was literally walking through a low-res, low-poly corridor between cutscenes like this. I'm fine with is, it. Which is yep. basically what D was back <laughs> on Sega Saturn. That's like, that's all D or, like, Phantasmagoria were. I would be on goddamn board. Me too. Yes. Absolutely. 100%. Okay. Can I tell you? Okay. I want to tell you my theory of what's okay. happening. Okay. Yes. All right. So we've got Hellboy, uh, mm-hmm. who is who is in this natty suit, who is cradling the bottle baby, and mm-hmm. it it looks like he connects the bottle baby to something either on his person, or it's like it's his personal oxygen supply or something. It's there's something going on there. Anyway, so he has he is all Frankenstein. He has been reassembled or disassembled or something. So now we get this Moses imagery, right? Like the the ink inky water is is moving in as are the soldiers. And so you see him hook up the bottle baby and turn his back and I'm convinced that this this bottle baby is the the first or last natural child 
since before whatever conflict inspired all of these penis tanks and and <laughs> tentacle planes. Okay? So it's yeah. the last natural child. And then he's going to like 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 with Moses, the baby in the reeds, he's going to send it out in into the water to be retrieved by Norman Reedus. Yes. Yeah. And I don't know what's going on with Mads Mikkelsen, I must admit. <clears throat> Mads, Mikkel- Mads Mikkelsen is part of the, the people's that want to stop it. Well, and their well, yes. and their their fleshy war machine. I don't. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with his goth eye makeup. Then, except uh, the the bottle baby, the baby doll that is actually what goes floating down the tunnel, yes. and Mads all have one eye highlighted. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yep. And and the and the baby in the water as Dave Roberts knows all too well, mm-hmm. shares physical characteristics with none other than Venom Snake mm-hmm. from Metal Gear Solid what? Isn't that oh, the wrong oh, eye, Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Solidus had uh, the other eye covered. So, I mean, you know, motifs and things. Also, Mads Mikkelsen's, like, his eye makeup that disappears looks a lot like quiet. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, Lucas, God. what are you... Like, what, I, Lucas... Well, I want to hear what Lucas thinks is going on in the Death Stranding trailer. I got, I got theories. I got. Well, okay. First off, I want to say, has Mads Mikkelsen's brand heat ever been hotter than right now? No, no, never, <laughs> never. He's everywhere. <laughs> He's Everyone everywhere. wants all the Mikkelsen all the time. He is the most <laughs> successful uh, person to star in a failed TV show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. He is, Let me he break is the this most engaging part of Doctor Strange, by the way. Mm, He's pretty that. good. I, I liked him in Doctor Strange. Quite a lot, yeah. actually. Also has yeah. eye makeup in that movie. He mm-hmm. does. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, he does. Death, Stranding, Death Stranding canonical with the Marvel Cinematic Universe confirmed. <laughs> you play as Dormammu. Uh, here's... I just figured it all out. When the okay. game's out, you guys can come back to this podcast and call me a prophet if you'd like. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. I think the babies are the younger versions of whoever's taking care of it. And, like, that's how they're going to live on, right? So that's why they're so protective of them. Hmm. And that's why Norman's real upset when his own, like, miniature self is seemingly dead in the uh, E3 trailer. Uh, Hmm. And maybe, like, that plugging into the baby is somehow... Like a transfer, a transfer, if you will. Oh, oh, some kind of like consciousness or memories or something. Uh, That's an interesting yeah. point. Are you telling me that Mads Mikkelsen transfarred himself into all his umbilical soldier babies? <laughs> no, 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 no. I no, can't no, no, speak no, 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 to the soldiers. No. I, I, I want to know what I really want to know what's up with is that upside down rainbow. <laughs> That's what I was all about. <laughs> I was God, like, this, this is freaking this, this is cool. I'm, like again, I'm like I don't want to call it a game because <laughs> what what is it? But God, like I know that I wrote that article telling Hideo to shut up for a while, but like if he just like and I and I do think that he needs to not come out and talk about something if he's just gonna say the genre is action, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> there's nothing like, that means nothing. But if he just shows we up... We know it's action with open world elements. Yeah. <laughs> I.e. every single game made since 2013. Right. 
But if if he like if he just shows up every six months and is like, here's a fucking weird trailer for you guys. Later, <laughs> I'm out, and then drops the mic and then leaves. That's great. I'm into it. Like that's what yeah. I want. That's fine. Do that. But yeah. yeah, don't just don't come onto a stage and and be like, yeah, you know, the 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 see the dead life stranding is when the whales are there and you know when they're dead it's a death stranding. So that's what like that's the name of the game. It's called Death Stranding. Um, I got I got two questions. Uh, yes. The first is, I have many, but okay. Do you think Del Toro will actually be in the the final game? Um, I, I, I yeah, I think even if it's just as a background character momentarily, he will be. Like, I, I think it's 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 one of one of Kojima's little little things that's just gonna keep popping up is him and Guillermo del Toro from here on out. Not if he wants this well, game to not get canceled, but to, I mean, <laughs> to yeah, that the del Toro end, curse is real. To that end, when is Jeff Keighley gonna appear in one of these trailers? Oh God. <laughs> So, who here has played Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker besides Dave? Susan, have you played Peace Walker? <laughs> Lucas, have you played Peace no. Walker? I haven't, I haven't played any Metal Gears. Are you crazy? Oh, all right. <laughs> so, Peace Walker, one of, one of the funny, funniest, dumbest things I've ever seen in a game is in Peace Walker, all of the cutscenes are actually, like, comic panels yeah, rather Ashley than Wood did all the art yeah they're a- by ashley wood and so you can jump into the backs of jeeps like you could in the original metal gear back in the 80s hmm. to look for items and soldiers to recruit and stuff like that if you jump into one of the jeeps you will see suddenly a comic panel of hideo kojima dressed like the colonel from Metal Gear saluting Snake, and Snake goes, Mr. Kojima! <laughs> and it's like this dumb Easter egg. I like it's it. ridiculous. So I guarantee you in Death Stranding, uh, speaking of prof- uh, prophecies right here, I'm going to say <laughs> that in Death Stranding, you're going to find a bottle baby, but it's going to have the head of Jeff Keighley, and Norman Reedus <laughs> is going to be like, Jeff! <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> Just like that. That's what the Game Awards 2017 trophy is going to look like. The oh my god! Award. It's going to be <laughs> a, a bottle baby bang with the... Jeff Keighley's head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually like. I. I. You know. We. We sort of like bitch about how this isn't even a game, and what the hell are you doing, Hideo Kojima? And this is all ridiculous. But there is no other figure in all the video games there's no other figure in in film or or literature or anything else where they just put some bizarre esoteric thing out into the world and we all just want to talk about it because it's so strange and lavish this is how the game awards opened by the way <laughs> like this was yes. the very first <laughs> this is what they showed uh, yeah. and i know it's not metal gear i know that in my like in my head and in my heart, I know that it, there's no connection the, that Kojima's gone from Konami and this the, this is an all-new game. But he's fucking with me, right? Like He, <laughs> he always is, yeah. Like, I'm not, well, I'm not is, crazy for seeing this stuff. Like, he's, he's is, purposely no, 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 fucking no. with it, me, right? Here's the thing. it And, and this is... 
the difficulty of being an artist who is so identified with a single brand. Mm. These themes keep coming up. They keep coming up in Metal Gear. Therefore, people think it's Metal Gear. It's like, well, maybe they just kept coming up in Metal Gear because Metal Gear is what he kept making. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, if he had made, you know, A Day at the Beach. I don't know what that would be from Hideo Kojima, but it would be interesting. It's uh, in Peace Walker. You go on a date. <laughs> yeah. And then aliens come to I don't know. Uh, it's entirely possible that these same sort of symbols and images and stuff would have come up, but... He's, he's just been making the same series for, like, ever. And the thing is, Susan, is that when you play the games that he's made over the past mm-hmm. 15 years that aren't Metal Gear, they do show up. Yeah, Snatcher's like stuff, got a bunch of yeah. stuff. and uh, yeah, Snatcher like, has it. Yeah, me- Zone like the, of the Enders has it. The Metal Gear. Boktai has it. The little Metal Gear <laughs> in uh, Metal Gear 4, the little like remote control thing that follows you around and helps you, was uh, called Metal Gear Mark II in Snatcher, which came out, like, 20 years before that game did, so... Sure. Yeah. Yeah. He does that stuff all the time. Yeah. I and Lucas, you laugh when I bring up Boktai, but the the final entry in the Boktai series, there's a DS game called Whoa. Lunar Knights that Hideo Kojima directed. Uh, it's an action RPG, but it's in like a post-apocalyptic world where everybody is sort of a weird vampire person, <laughs> and you need to collect light to shoot them as you invade the remaining cities left for humanity. Which kind of sounds like the shit going on in the Dead Kind of does, actually. Yes, it does. Is Mads Mikkelsen in Lunar Night? Yeah, it's anime Mads Mikkelsen. <laughs> He's just chilling. Just chilling. So it's funny that we, we are so excited about something that uh, isn't a necessarily even a game. And yet there is... Uh, we also got to look at it, something that is a game... We know it's coming out next year, though we doubt it's coming out when EA says it's coming out. We gotta look at Mass Effect, gluten-free bread bowl, <laughs> otherwise known as Mass Effect Andromeda. Uh, I feel like everybody on this podcast is a Mass Effect fan to varying degrees, but I also feel like we are all a little tepid on and- Andromeda. Well, here's the thing, for me, anyway. What makes Ma- the Mass Effect trilogy incredibly special to me isn't the mechanics, you know, it's not, oh, look, I can use my biotic powers and I can shoot. And it, the gameplay was incidental yep. to what I found special about that game. It was the, the role play of it and the characters and the writing and just the scenarios that you find yourself in. Like, you know, Morden singing show tunes. Come on. Yes. Come yes. That's the yes. best. On, you know. Yeah. Uh, and that's stuff. No shade. That's not going to demo well. You can't demo feelings that grow from being around a crew over 30, 40, 50, 60 hours. So all you're going to do is say, look at the pretty planets and look at the shooty and yay. (laughs) And I I I mean, I just there was like, oh, I'm sorry, Susan, go. No, no, I'm just saying I don't care about any of that. Like, I don't give a shit. I want to. Although the the shooting's the thing that you get through to get the talking parts. Like. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Can you guys tell me what, like, do we know definitively what the story of Andromeda is? When is this taking place? What, what is the background? Like, do we know any of that? Because I, I haven't been very closely following it. I've been very disenchanted with the Bioware games that have come out 
since Mass Effect 3, I would say. Like, I, you know, Dragon Age Inquisition really impressed but, me from a technological standpoint, but... Uh, eh, eh. Well, uh, I, if you're the Pathfinder, I have to assume that this is after the events of Mass, of Mass Effect 3, where sure. humanity is all cut off, and it's like, okay, guess we're starting over! Right, right. But the, the, other, the other races are all with them, so are we assuming that, like, it's just... Yeah, I... I, I don't know. I, I guess it, I guess what I was gonna say was I don't think it necessarily matters. I feel That's like the too, yeah. I feel like the story of Mass Effect was so love it or hate it definitively done. You know, like from the en- the actual ending of Mass Effect three to whatever the name of that last DLC pack was, where it's like just Citadel. a party town. Citadel. Citadel. Yeah. yeah, where you where you hang out with everybody. And, and reminisce about Days Gone. It feels like the book is closed on that story, so it's strange to be like, and here's Mass Effect and Drop It. It feels, it feels a little bit like the Bourne uh, legacy starring Jeremy Renner. Right. You know? <laughs> it's like, wait a second. Well, no, why? I, mean, I, I, I completely understand why you're saying that, because we were introduced to this universe and these aliens and this you know, this culture and all that, that lore within the confines of a specific story. Sure. But, I mean, it's just like Star Wars. We were introduced to Jedi and, you know, the Empire and the Rebels within the confines of a trilogy. Mm -hmm. But there was still clearly a lot more to, many, many, many more stories you could tell about all of that. And the same is true for Mass Effect. Yeah, but look at what happened with Star Wars. Force Awakens (laughs) is awesome. Shut up. Force Awakens rules, but like we had it to took, go. Through, yeah, it took like 10, 15 years to get it a, there. It took it took not just three; it took five catastrophic movies to take place. Battle for Endor did happen. Oh, stop it! I'm, I'm just putting that <laughs> wait, out there. What's, what's the, wait, what's the fourth catastrophic movie? So there's there is the Ewok movie. Uh, it's called the Ewok movie. Okay. Uh, there is the Ewok movie Battle for Endor, I, which is. Ewoks fight witches. Stop it. I, these are real things. I believe... But they're... Stop it. Just moving on. <laughs> moving Lucas, on. how do you feel moving about on. Mass yeah. Effect? Uh, I lost my shirt. I, I keep waiting for, like, old Garrus to show up as the stinger to a trailer, but I think that's not going to happen. <laughs> if it hasn't yeah. happened now, it's not going to. Oh, that's what I was going to say. I, I really wish... So, it sounds like they're going for a Star Trek premise uh where you are your crew is like explorers instead of military operatives which Mm. i think is really cool but the combat seems unchanged and i really wish there was some kind of like especially after playing dishonored 2 i wish there was a way to have a non-lethal option still be part of fun you know stop and pop shooting like just trank darts just make them trank darts or I like I know that this will just never happen. I know it will never happen. But I would love a Mass Effect game where it's just like, hey, maybe you don't even shoot anything ever. Like, <laughs> I because if it's just exploring and talking, like if that's the you know we we just said like you endure the shooting to get to the good stuff in Mass Effect, you know? It's like, oh god, just let me get through this gauntlet of, you know, juice robots. 
and then let me get to the one geth that I want to talk to on the other side of all of them. And that's like the meat of the game I'm looking for. Like it would be, I would be way more excited about Mass Effect Andromeda if it was just planet exploration and, you know, pure Star Trek. We were sitting there and just trying to talk to people and occasionally maybe phasing them if needed to. Uh, Dave, are you are you on board with Andromeda? I am. I don't know. Like I don't even want to say cautiously optimistic because I I play. Okay, so for the longest time, like if I was playing a game, I was playing it to finish it, and I have since like realized that I don't need to do that. Like I once I got to a point in Watch Dogs Two, I was like, oh, you tricked me. You making me climb towers. Uh, back to GameFly with you. So I stopped playing that. So, like, with Dragon Age Inquisition, I played that game for 90 hours and liked maybe 20 of it. Like, oh, 20 hours of it. Yeah. yeah, I'm with you, man. I'm yeah, you. like, it, it is a game with really great characters and really great moments surrounded by a bunch of busy work bullshit. Okay, that's and, true. <laughs> and, uh, like... I worry that Mass Effect Andromeda is going to take the same route... And like and like you said, the, the draw for Mass Effect has never been the combat. Like the first game was at least interesting because it was it was still really leaning into its RPG roots by uh, you know shooting was based more on dice rolls than it was on general skill. Um, weapons had different effects on different enemies, that sort of thing. And when they made the shift to Mass Effect Two, it just became like a crappier Gears of War. Not that that's bad, I mean, like, you know, the interplay of the powers and the... the like, it, it was serviceable, but that, you know, that's, again, that's not why you come to Mass Effect. And seeing that trailer and looking at the combat and just going, like, ooh, that... Oh, that's what you decided to show? Okay. Uh, yeah, ooh. Uh, and, like, you know, I... I, I I don't want games to be bad. I'm not this... I, I've never been this guy that wants, like, oh, that looks stupid. I, I hope it sucks or fails. Bleh. But, I don't know. There's something about it, like, even from when they first announced it, that I just feel like it, it just it feels unnecessary. It feels like yeah. it doesn't need to be made. I haven't seen a clear case for why this game needs to exist other than, hey, y'all like Mass Effect, Here's another one of those. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, what What would get you guys really excited about a new Bioware game? You know, like, I, I, I feel like people have sort of gotten to a place where they know, like, the docs are gone, but the great writers of Dragon Age and, you know, are, are still there. Oh, and, oh no. David, David Gator, Gator left. left. Yeah, man. Oh, David Gator left. Yeah, he's right. with uh, yeah. Bulldog. Uh, Beamdog. You're right. Beamdog. Right. Bulldog. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Who is left at Bioware? <laughs> yeah. Patrick Weeks yeah, is still there. Yes. Sure. Casey yeah. Hudson's gone. Yeah. Like, uh, so, yeah, all the vanguards of the, the series yeah. that we really liked the, when they first started have all moved on to other projects. So yeah. it's... Man. Like, I don't know. If they could make... Like, if they could make a proper... Like, I liked the Old Republic for what it was, but it wasn't Knights of the Old Republic 3. Like, as much as they want to say that it's, oh, it's Knights of the Old Republic 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. Like, no. No, no it's, it's not. not. It's it was not. the, it was the Old Republic. Um, 
If they made a proper Knights of the Old Republic 3, I think I might be into that. But again, like yeah. if it follows the same blueprint of Dragon Age Inquisition, where you're just yeah. finding space shards instead of, you know, tablet <laughs> shards or whatever, like... Right. Yeah, no, yeah. I don't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't even know... Like, I don't know necessarily if the days of Bioware announcing, hey, we're going to be making this new thing, like a Jade Empire or Mass Effect 10 years ago, it was very exciting when they announced that they were going to be starting a new series. Mm -hmm. I mean, the excitement around Dragon Age, when, when they first announced Dragon Age Origins and were showing it at E3 2009, the idea of Bioware in 2009 making a hardcore D&D-influenced medieval RPG was so exciting. And it really paid off. Like, Dragon Age is a remarkable game. Mm -hmm. But I, I just don't... I don't know... I don't know what would get my blood pumping for that studio okay, at so this point in time. Okay, so here's, here's... Let's just real talk it out, people. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> it all started to go wrong when EA came yeah. in... And diluted and the magic sauce. Yep. Yeah. And started just using their name as a brand. E exactly. I mean, the... Remember... Sorry, what? go ahead. No, no just Remember that when they were trying to make that Command and Conquer game? And oh, they named the... Austin? Yeah, no, it was a... No, it was... Was it Austin or... No, it wasn't Austin. It was a California studio that they just oh. renamed Bioware. Oh my god, really? Yeah. Yeah. I have been Dude, to that, that studio. <laughs> yeah. That was by that was how Mass Effect Andromeda started when they were just like it's going to be the unnamed fourth Mass Effect game and it was going to be the first project of BioWare Montreal oh, which was a brand new studio. Right. Opened purely to in their words exploit BioWare's IP. Yeah. <laughs> and it's the things that got implemented after EA bought them and therefore you must conclude are the direct influence of EA are shoehorned mm -hmm. multiplayer mm -hmm. like did anybody really like playing Dragon Age multiplayer no no, no they didn't. I, I, I can't only, speak to that only but... when you were telling me I was shit at it <laughs> okay that was fun <laughs> Mass Effect 3 <laughs> multiplayer was a hoot it was yes Mass, Mass Effect 3 multiplayer was surprisingly good but the game isn't about that. You want to go make that right. game? Then go make that game separate. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, go. Like, it, it, it was good. So go, and that can be its own thing. It can be its own spinoff game. Cool. But, you know, get the get the EA bloat out of the games. Stop with the microtransactions. Do you remember in Dragon Age when, like, Sandal and his dad were like, Hey! What's <laughs> up? You want to buy something? Like, it was just... <laughs> or, uh... Putting an important character in Mass Effect Three behind a paywall, like oh, you yeah. either had to get that the was... deluxe edition, yep. or you had to get, or you had to pay the ten dollars to download a Prothean, who was very important to the foundation <laughs> of that story. Yeah, yeah, it would literally, it would literally be like releasing Star Wars and be like, if you want to know who Obi Wan Kenobi is, purchase him for an extra five dollars. <laughs> Yeah, you know I still I have still never experienced that content. I was I was just gonna say, Susan, you got you reviewed Mass Effect three yep. early, I, right? Well, it I was before it came out. As it as is typical in our process, yeah. we got the game early to so that the review would be ready on uh, the day it was available to the public, and Javik was not available, so mm -hmm. I that that content didn't unlock until the game was released to the public. So 
I played the entire game, finished it, never saw the content. It's really cool. That's, I, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's it like really it actually good. makes a lot of what happens make even more sense. That, cool. <laughs> like, I you know I ain't gonna go back. Yeah. It's an excellent game. I gave it five sure. stars. I stand by that. But I ain't replaying. Yeah. It. Yeah. Uh, How about that Shadow Realm? Was it Shadow Realms? The like four on one <laughs> game that Bioware Austin was making. Yeah, dog. Yeah. Evolved too. Yep. That got like, hey, we're sending out in, 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 sign up for Alpha three months later. Yeah, we're not making that anymore. This is this. I don't mean this to sound super shitty, but whenever you guys see a press release or E three rolls around and EA is like, we want to tell you about the exciting new elements of Star Wars: The Old Republic. It feels like they're opening up a biodome that's populated purely by cosplayers <laughs> and fanfic writers. <laughs> They're like, let's see what's been going on in our closed community. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, just like a that bummer. Game, that game's actually really good. Like, it's yeah, sure. It's but yeah, it is. It, there's a special group of people who enjoy that game, and nobody else cares. That's, I mean, that's what it comes down to. Like, it's good. Mm-hmm. Nobody cares. That's yeah. like me and sports yeah. games. So, <laughs> yeah, yep, I'm right there with you. Man. Or or like, Halo or most, Wars. Most Wars. Oh my god, I got so much grief. For saying stop trying to make Halo Wars happen. Oh, really? People are like, that game happens to be very good. I'm like, I don't doubt that. <laughs> Nobody cares. Then why? Bro. I yeah. I I. I uh, then where are you people? Because clearly you didn't play that the first one. Very <laughs> yeah. Much. Uh, also, yeah, like I don't know. I was talking to Anthony about this yesterday, but it seems like the general feeling around Halo seems very tepid right now. Yeah. It's been it's been down. I don't know. Halo Four and Halo Five not really uh, lighting up the world. And... Making them. Yep. Yeah. I was yeah. Uh, well, I was just gonna say like like Susan, you you nailed it, right there, Bungie, because I, I we're always talking about how like the broad world of people that play video games don't know studios, right. and I think that Halo is the like the game that changed that like. Everyone who loved Halo 3 knew who made it because that was so part of, like, the advertising and the culture I around think I might it. I might be right about that, actually, yeah. 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 You know, like, I, like never... What, it, what was the name of the Halo website where all the Forge stuff lived? Waypoint, right? Is that what it was called? Waypoint? Like, the, the, the portal when Halo 3 came out... It was like, here's where all your Forge levels are saved and where you can share screenshots of multiplayer matches and stuff. I feel like that that, that series was so intimately connected with that studio and Reach felt like not just a funereal game, but a funereal game about that studio's relationship with it. That by the time Halo 4 rolled around, it felt like, you know... Like Queen going on tour with somebody who isn't Freddie Mercury. Yes, yeah. that is a perfect analogy. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, hell, look at the look at the sales of Halo Five Guardians. I'm gonna throw that subtitle in there just for <laughs> just for you, <laughs> EA. <laughs> Not EA, Microsoft. What? I mean, <laughs> Same difference. Clear. I am quite certain that Andromeda will be a good game. Yeah, I, yeah. I am not yet convinced that it is going to be special. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the big that's the big one. That's the big one. Uh, games that look special. We did see another game that is something that people are 
mildly obsessed about, and it was nice to see it in action at the Game Awards because Link met Toucan Sam. Uh, <laughs> the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. We got a new trailer, and we got one of the weirdest <laughs> live demos of a game yeah. I think I've ever I seen. I loved that demo, and here, let me tell you why. Yes, please. All right. Nintendo... Uh, Every every game developer or publisher who demos a game practices that shit. They have a script. I mean, they are they are not trying to give you anything that they don't want you to see. That's a fact. But of all of them, Nintendo is the most mm. plastic. Mm-hmm. This is you know this the, the, what I'm telling you has been approved by seven different people in two different countries. <laughs> They're that. So to yeah. see two people just like playing the game and being like, I just, I just want you to know you only have two arrows left, dude. Like, okay, like I'm just, <laughs> yeah. you're almost out of arrows. I'm just letting you know. Was charming. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And plus, like, I, I don't know. Maybe this is yet another moment where like, I just don't give a shit about frame rate. I just oh, I saw all these people being like. Oh my god, I can't believe they showed it with such a choppy frame rate. I was like, <laughs> what? I was one what? of those people. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> like, does it run? Can I can I play it and it runs? That's Lucas, why no. why were you why was the frame rate so bad? I guess because the game uh the hype around it is how beautiful it is. And it, they just made it look last gen, I, I would say. Dude, uh, playing on a Wii U, bro. I got a question. Like, for yeah, you. I mean, it's, yeah. dude, it's a Wii U. <laughs> what do you true. want? That's true. Yeah, it, it, that is uh, literally, they were literally playing it on hardware that is technologically speaking 10 years old. And it's no do, longer why do that? <laughs> being manufactured anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't, another uh, question. yeah, when you say why do that, I don't know. I don't <laughs> Did it look really dark to you? Like it did. I well, yes, yes. Wasn't it about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Like which a, is it's such a contrast to the wide open plains that they've shown that like this re- everything just looked like moss green. <laughs> like, so I I will say a that's that like that's a Zelda thing too. Twilight Princess and Ocarina of Time are very much like that when you have like the heavily wooded areas mm. like there's there's something about that team that makes the those densely wooded areas look muddy which is not always the most appealing thing and I also like this this sounds like such a dumb like you really need to see it running man but like <laughs> Uh, you're really going to see it on your own TV. But it, it, it's almost the same principle of, you know when you look at screenshots of a 3DS game and you're like, oh, nice pile of shit, and then you see it <laughs> running in front of you and you're like, oh, that's a beautiful game. Wow. Yeah. Every, I, I, no, I totally every, Sorry. <laughs> when, I, when I see... When they, like, so there were all the streams that they did of Breath of the Wild at this past E3, and they showed, like, the interiors of dungeons, like the mini dungeons where you're solving puzzles and stuff, and it looks awful when you're watching a video of it, uh, whether that's on Twitch or even YouTube, but then when you're actually looking at it on a television and you're playing the game, it, the muted color palette doesn't look nearly as bad as it does, I, I feel, when you're watching it 
video capture. Hmm. Well, it looks Dave, yeah. it looks very much like a watercolor in person. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it has a sort of gentle loveliness as opposed to a cartooniness, mm-hmm. which yes. is not very going well to translate played. very well in all lighting situations. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I- I really am glad though, that they showed off that moment where the Moblin King, I think, dot like just walked around the bomb that was very obviously in its path. I I hope mm. that's mm. indicative yeah. of the AI in general because that was super cool. If like that would work in any game ever, but there, it's actually smart enough to be like, mm-hmm. nah, I ain't trying to get hit by that. <laughs> I love the reaction yeah. too. Like, is he walking around that? Is he, are, is he avoiding that? What did you guys think of two kids? Yeah, I was right Felix there with Bill Trennan. Like, is he? Oh my god, he is. That bird, that that minstrel. What a, what a guy or girl. Yeah, what a what a cool dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I man, like I, but like I, I. And I like that's how one of those games. It was, it's the, uh, almost the exact opposite of that Mass Effect. Oh, oh God, Skype's wigging out. Yeah, Skype's wigging out. <laughs> hello, hello. I hear you now. What did you I say, Lucas? It was, uh, yeah. it was when the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, but with <laughs> like Zelda topography <laughs> as the lyrics. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, can, can, like, do you guys, why wouldn't they show it on a Switch? Why, it, like, if, if this is, you're starting to build momentum. I will tell you exactly why. Yeah, why? Because then the conversation becomes about the Switch, not about Zelda. Not Zelda. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I, I, that makes sense. It's just... I, you know, please understand, like Anthony. Whole... They will talk about <laughs> it in January. Yeah, the whole like, ladies and gentlemen, we will not tell you anything. We're not even going to use the word switch until January twelfth, and then it'll be out in March. Like, guys, I don't want to like shit in your salad, but like, you have you have a holiday product that you're incapable of shipping in proper numbers. Yeah. Nobody can buy an NES classic, so maybe use this time to like talk. Pokemon is selling by like 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 crack cocaine, basically. It is like people are mainlining that shit right now. They are all over the world. They are. It's true. But you can't get the NES classic to save your life. Right. So you know, like maybe maybe get people excited about this thing that's coming out. Okay. Again with the real talk. They don't have to try to get people ah, excited. Nope. They nope. could go, hey, we're selling the thing. We're not going to tell you what it is. We're going to put a box on a shelf. We're going to let you know that we put something in the box. And y'all will line up around the block to buy it. And you know it, so let's just stop pretending. Okay? And there's two, of, and there's two of them. Uh, yeah. Like, they, they did that with, the, like, they did that with the Switch reveal. They, they, they sent one tweet out. The night before, it was like six o'clock at night after we had all go- like gone home for the day, and like, hey, yeah, we're showing the switch tomorrow, an hour before uh, Red Dead Redemption Two, and it was a three-minute trailer, and by the end of the week, it had twenty million views on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Like people want people want to know about like that thing. people. 
so many people say, oh, Nintendo, Doom, and Gloom. Like, people, they want Nintendo shit. It's just nobody wanted a Wii U. Yeah. And I think, yeah. I think, I think we're going to see, I, don't, I hope we see something happen because just, just to shut everyone up, God, stop writing Nintendo's <laughs> Doomed articles. They're fine. <laughs> They're fine. They're they're totally fine. I would, uh, I would so like the, to be the, doomed the way they are doomed. Can, can <laughs> right? Yeah, with twelve billion dollars. Oh in no! Cash please. <laughs> yes, I no. would very much like to suffer their tragic fate. Please, can we make that happen? Pokemon Go happened. Like, yeah, they're good. Yeah. They got cash. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, man, you know what's a bummer? I just realized it's it's the first week of December, and they they said that uh, we would know about Animal Crossing Aww. Mobile by now, and I guess that's not happening after all. That's a shame. Please understand. I just realized Super that Super right Mario now. Run is coming soon. Oh, Jesus. Yep. $10. $10. $10. $10. $10. I did not know Ten. this. Ten. <laughs> Ten bucks. Human dollars. Yeah. Ten dollars. That game better. This is a... I don't know if you guys saw this, uh, but I, I... You know, maybe it's just a rumor, but I saw an early review of Super Mario Run the other day. Did you guys see this? Mm-mm. No. Uh, it was pretty concise. Here was the entire review. <laughs> you got me good with that. I really, I really thought you were about to early break word it down on for Super me. Mario Run. Goodness, uh, I, it'll be. I, I'll play it on the train. I yeah. will do that. Sure. Like, will you ten dollars play it though, or will, will you I just will like download it and, and try it out and be like, oh okay. Because <laughs> like you, you, like, I think they're offering the first couple levels for free, and then you spend okay. ten dollars to unlock the rest of it. I suppose I it's mean, better than in-app purchases. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. no, it's people not. like that. That no, right it's now, not. Uh, yeah, it's not. No, it's not. I mean, from, from, from both ends of the spectrum, it. it's not. You will statistically make more money off of in-app purchases. Far fewer people will be paying you, but the people who do will be paying you substantially more. And uh, $10, stop it. Yeah, $10. $10. Like, keep in mind, in the mobile economy, $5 is an expensive game. That is a premium game in the mobile economy. So for it to be 10 bucks. Yeah, nobody's, thing, nobody's pulling off those prices with the exception of, like, Square Enix. I don't know. I think I was, Nintendo will get it. You took the words right out of my mouth, Anthony. I was going to say yeah. I paid $14 for Demon's Score. Oh, God, so did I. <laughs> and I loved it. What is uh, so, Okay, so Demon's Score is it is some real... It's like a Dreamcast game came to life in 2011. Okay. It's like a rhythm-based shooter. I'm into it so far. It's a light gun shooter it is, with Yeah, timing. a light gun shooter is the, way, is the way to put it, but with, like, rhythm stuff. And it is so, like, early aughts Japanese game for PS2 or Dreamcast. Damn it, Something I love those. <laughs> Yeah, so here here's where here's where you're not gonna be happy about it, Susan. Oh you pay fifteen dollars, and so you get like two songs what? for fifteen dollars. Yeah, and then it's like four dollars no. per song after that. No. Yeah. Oh my god! And there's like thirty tracks. It's it's it like the game costs like ninety dollars to play in full. It's gross. I think it's it's like you you can play the levels, but I think you get charged for the characters. But like half the fun is being the other characters. Yeah, it's absurd. It's absurd. I have no idea what it costs now, 
But like I purchased it when it first came out, and I, I think that was 2010 or 2011. Yeah, uh, it it was made in part by people from Cavia, who also made the original Near and Ghost of the Shell PS2. What what is this game called? And it's <laughs> it's called Demons, like possessive okay. demons. Score. I am. I am looking this up on the app store right now. I need to know how much. You should. Yeah. You should get it. Yeah. You should it's it's get banana it. pants. It is you not have a teddy on. bear companion. The app store. <gasps> oh, did they? There. Did they take it down? Looks like they did. Yeah. Oh, it's delisted. Oh, oh no. no. Because the, because then they realized that they had to update it every year because of the <laughs> iOS changes. Oh yeah. Okay. And lots yeah, of, like, like, Capcom's notorious for delisting stuff because they're like, oh, shit, we actually have to support this past a year? Yeah, oh, no. no. Like, Ghost <laughs> Trick was broken for Susan, I just, two I just years. I am'd you a, uh, a picture oh, of okay. the game. And it's, it's perfect. Oh, it's my God. It's a perfect Demon Score I- image of, like, what looks like a PS2 sexy anime lady that came right out of a character creation tool in Soul Calibur. Yep. <laughs> holding a hot pink... Uzi yep. in what looks like a, a knockoff Resident Evil house. Yep. That's and you exactly can see what the it little, like. Yeah, and like there 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 are targets that you have to tap in oh, time with the tunes. Gosh. It is Banana Here's the thing, pants. Anthony. I was going for the true ending in that game and oh, I didn't God. have the skill to do it. So I was looking up on YouTube like I need to know how this ends and no one has any footage of it. I can't imagine why. <laughs> yeah, who 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 knew? Uh, no one wanted to spend a hundred dollars trying to finish Demon Square. Uh, what one last thing? Uh, to, the, the one other trailer, I suppose, of note that came out of uh, the Game Awards that we briefly talked about at the top of this, uh, at top of this show is Walking Dead season three. Uh, let's do this lightning round style. Susan, is Walking Dead Telltale still a thing? Nope. Lucas, still a thing? No. Dave Roberts. No, it's not. Is I... Walking Dead Telltale still a thing? I don't even know if Telltale's still a thing anymore, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm over them. Yeah. Stop making games for so much. Like, 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 one game at a time. Give it time. Stop. Mm. Well, Stop. Take, mm. a, take a nap. Hold on. Here's... <laughs> Because I, I was thinking about this last night, right? So, the thing about Telltale, what the way we were introduced to them, we played whatever game they made that came out because they came out sparingly, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Like it was The Walking Dead came out and it was remarkable and it was new and it was smart and it, it it sort of reinvigorated the genre of point and click and it was great. And then there was like nothing for a long time. And then it was like, Wolf Among Us, yeah! And then Tales from the Borderlands was, oh my god, so good. But now, there's just like, every five seconds, there's another Telltale game coming out. And I, go ahead. Well, just like, like, you remember the good ones, like, you remember Wolf Among Us, you remember Tales from the Borderlands, but while those were were going on, they were also doing Game of Thrones. Oh, well, that's that's what I'm saying. And that wasn't that great. No, it was not. (laughs) So I think that the secret here is, we just have to pick and choose the Telltale games we play. Instead, yeah. like I think our habit was a Telltale game is out and now we must play it. And right. I think they've got they've risen to the level of other publishers. Like we don't play every single thing 
Bethesda puts out or every single thing, you know, anybody else puts out. I guess now we just don't play every single thing Telltale puts out. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. It's a shame. Uh, I, like, I was I was just going to say I was really excited about Walking Dead Season 3. I know a lot of people didn't care for Season 2 that much. I really liked it a lot. I got a lot out of it. But, man, playing playing Batman Oof. is... Uh, really, <laughs> that'll that'll put you in the in the dumps when it comes to <laughs> but did you did you play the the michonne standalone i did not see I did this not is what i'm saying I, I haven't played the michonne standalone i haven't played the 400 days thing that came between one and two i didn't play any of that yeah so i like i'm kind of ready for season three but at the same time i also I, I, a lot of people really love Wolf Among Us, and I only liked Wolf Among Us. And I think the reason I didn't like Wolf Among Us more is that I've been reading the Fables comic since it came that out. That is exactly why, yes. And that's why. And, like, it was... Yeah. Uh, like, it, 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 sure. Yeah, much, much <laughs> of the appeal of Wolf Among Us is the uh, freshness of yes. this world the discovery of the world the discovery of the yeah. world and and if you're already intimately familiar with all that then you're just left solely with the storytelling and the gameplay which is good it's not it's, amazing yeah, it's good it's good and it's so good. and so ba- basically it's the same problem that batman has except that like fables doesn't have the sort of well at least fables brand... goes ahead and actually like tells an original story right but uh, you know like like batman is just it, doing a lot of introducing uh character that everybody knows like they know mickey mouse by this point <laughs> you know i would yeah. i would say people know more about batman than they do about mickey well i definitely way more. nobody's making mickey stuff anymore right now he's just he's something you slap on a t-shirt no that's not true there's like a new mickey cartoon it, yeah, it's it's computer animation. Oh, yeah. that's right. No, my 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 daughter used to watch that show. It's bad. It's yeah, like <laughs> it's really it's, yeah. I I honestly I can't I can't handle anything Disney unless an anime teenager comes out with a key that's also a sword and he's like, <laughs> I need to save your heart in the middle of it. That's the Mickey Mouse wearing it. a trench coat will never not yeah. be the best thing. If I don't have Mickey Mouse dressed like a Hot Topic character talking to real-life Jeff Bridges, I'm not interested. And that's why Kingdom Hearts is hot to the dick. Uh, so, before before we wrap up the show, guys, I don't want to talk about this game in too great detail. Uh, reviews of this game are up today while you're listening to it. I don't want to talk about it in too great detail because I feel like a lot of people are going to be playing it and it's one of those things that are going to be like, don't spoil it for me, bro. Uh, What I will say really quickly to anybody listening, uh, The Last Guardian is a game. It is a real game. It is a good game. Uh, There are people who are going to play it and I think automatically be disappointed because as Susan and Lucas have noted in uh, in past episodes of this podcast <laughs> preview versions of The Last Guardian have shown the game to have a camera and control system directly out of 2006 and that <laughs> is still true in the final product So if you've never played Shadow of the Colossus and you've never played Eco before, 
and you're going into The Last Guardian being like, what's this incredible artistic thing that I've been hearing about for all these years? And you're like, why does this play like a PlayStation 2 game? Uh, know that ahead of time. But I will also say this, Susan, you said to me Trico, the, the cat bird. Trico. From Trico? Trico, from a, yes. Well, I, I can't pronounce it correctly because the kid who pronounced it, he's like, Trico! Yeah. Trico! So you notice that he makes like weird bird noises? Yes. Uh, not only does he make weird bird noises, Trico is one of the most insane things I've ever seen in a video game. Because he, it, like at first I was like, oh, is it just weird bird noises? But it's weird bird noises and weird dog noises and horse noises and like bear noises. It it feels like a weird. It feels like what it is. It's like a fictional bizarre creature that is alive. I okay, you uh, know, I'd be okay with that side of it. It's the it's the quack quack uh, coming from the kid <laughs> that makes me. That is not. So like that's that's another thing like I really don't want to talk too much about the early moments of this until more of us have played okay. it. Okay. Uh, I know Dave is about to play it, and we, we can talk about this next week in a little bit more in depth uh, when people have actually had a chance to start it. But the the quaqua <laughs> like that doesn't happen nearly. It's it's not even as bad as Shadow of the Colossus. Like Shadow of the Colossus, you couldn't go thirty seconds without it being like Aga. Yeah, like you don't. It's not nearly that. Like there, it's it's a lot quieter, and there's actually narration with real English subtitles in the Last Guardian. So wait, but is the know what the hell is going on? Okay, is the narration in what language is the narration in? The narration is in Japanese. Oh, okay, that's fine. And the narration is in Japanese, and it's the the boy is. It's the boy recounting his adventure. Oh, no, points. but he's still going to have that super chirpy voice. No, no, no. He's an old man. Oh, 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 like, oh, oh. It's, it's, the, the, vo- okay. it's like okay. the voice of an old man telling you the story oh, of what happened. I get you. Okay. All right. And Which I feel like shows the hand of where the story goes too much already. <laughs> I, I See, I felt that way at first. And the, the story get Like, it just... Like, The Last Guardian is simultaneously exactly what you thought it was going to be since 2009 when they first showed it, and it keeps surprising me. Hmm, I keep getting very, very surprised. I will say that it is Eco 2. Like, Jesus. Yeah, it is. (laughs) And if you didn't like Eco, you're not gonna like this game. Well, as you said, Susan, Eco would automatically be better if it was patched so that Yorda had the voice of Macho Man Randy Savage. Yes. So if the entire time you've been like, hey, quack, 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 you boys bored? Snap into it! And then, like, cardboard boxes explode in the background. <laughs> yeah, I... Either the, I, I need so either I, that or the ability to push her off a cliff. I need one or the other. Yeah, yeah. And, like, I, I, yeah, like, in, in the same way that Eco and Shadow of the Colossus... Eco and Shadow of the Colossus are games of patience 
like there you take a long time to do things in those games in eco you have to sit there and like wait for yorda to come to you Ugh. you have to slowly solve these puzzles in shadow of the colossus you have to climb that big dumb monster and then if you got knocked off you've got to do the whole thing again and wait for it to <laughs> go through these big motions and if you respond to that kind of thing uh Last Guardian is every bit as powerful as those games, and it is powerful in a different way than those games. But, like, I, I, yeah, uh, I, I think that there are a lot of people who only know these games by reputation mm. and have never played them. And are going to be uh, a little surprised when they start <laughs> playing. <laughs> okay, well, am, am I really alone in the just... I, I was like, look, Yorda bitch if you can't speed it up <laughs> i'm gonna leave your ass here because oh, i can get yeah. out and i'm fine with you just staying here because could you just pick up the pace a get little the let out yeah i i i'm i this is this is one of those moments susan where you and you and i just have we have different tasting games Indeed, yes. i i like i like things that are or, or this is true of you and i as well lucas where like you know, you said to me once recently, you're like, I need my games to be fun. I am the game pro yelling head. I, like, <laughs> I play this to have a good time. And Lucas Fun I, Factor Sullivan. I am five, Mr. 5.0, they call me. <laughs> Mr. 5.0 is an amazing name. Oh, that's so good. But, like, I, I, I feel like, Dave, you and I share a similarity insofar as we're both people that a game can suck balls at a technical perspective. <laughs> like, it could just be terrible. But if there is something that is, that if there's a remarkable sort of artistic or, or like a vision hook. Yeah. Yeah, if there's a vision. Uh, and, uh, like, yeah, I, Last Guardian's a hell of a vision, man. Uh, let me put it this way, Susan. Okay. It, it is... Le the Last Guardian and Inside are two peas in a That's pod. That's what I, that, the whole time <laughs> oh, you were no. just talking about that, I'm like, he's describing Inside right now. Oh no. Right. An yeah. Anthony. Mm -hmm. you, yeah. You're not, you're not selling, you, you lost me again. <laughs> you lost Dave just now. I, I know, I know. Okay, so, I, 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 like... I will say, to be fair, I loved 75% of Inside. It is sure, an absolutely beautiful game. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there is there is a wonderful thought behind it. Yes. Up to a point at which it becomes complete garbage. <laughs> but before then, <laughs> absolutely lovely. Yeah. Yeah, Last Guardian, God, there are just, there are moments in Last Guardian where you get through something and I thought to myself, like, dear God, I don't know what kind of hell it was like making this game mm. because the camera the camera is struggling to keep up with the action but you can see why because you are in control of an incredibly small character in this geometrically complex ruin and it's constantly accommodating for the fact that there is an enormous fucking cat bird with you at yeah. all times. Yeah, that's yeah. And the fact, the fact that it runs at all, like, I could physically hear my PlayStation 3 watching me play the game being like, no, I couldn't have done it, man. I couldn't, never, I, I couldn't have done it. But, you know, at, I got, there was this one moment where early on, 
And if you don't want to be spoiled at all, just stop listening to the rest of the show because we're going to end in a couple of minutes. But at one point early on, I, I sort of got through this complex series of, you know, jumps and got through part of the castle. And I was like, well, that was goddamn annoying. Oh, my God. I couldn't see what I was doing half the time. And I walked out into this giant clearing and, you know, Bird is following behind me. And he's just like, Barrr! and I'm like, calm down, Bird. And you do the thing that you always do in a video game when you reach a new open area. You start going to the edges. You're trying to see what's there. You're trying to find out where you're supposed to go next. And as I'm, like, poking in the corners of these ruins and cliff faces to see where I'm even supposed to jump, I turn around and Trico is in the middle of a puddle, just, like, rolling around. <laughs> and... Right. And, like, and and just sitting there and rolling around. And the only way I could get through the area was I was supposed to go up to Trico and get on top of him. Because he once you got on top of him, you'd, you'd sort of progressed your relationship to the point that he will allow you to ride him and he would jump up to one of the ledges that you can't reach on your own. Are we still doing phrasing? <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> but yeah, like I, you know, it's it's an incredibly simplistic puzzle. You know, there are people that are going to accuse this game of having sections that are walking simulators in between platforming and puzzle bits. But it's the kind of thing that, ha like, you know, has a lot of power. It reminds me a lot of Brothers: A Tale of Two Sons as well, which I also didn't like. Huh? Right, I do so, like that game though. So yeah. It, it, I'm back it on board. Me a lot of that. <laughs> I'm back. I'm back with you. Yeah. I, 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 two to I, one. Two to one. All, all I'm going to say here at the end of the show is, uh, everybody, go into it with your blinders uh, off. Don't go in expecting it to be like you know the game that's going to change the world. Uh, but there is something very special in there. Uh, do we do we want to call it right here, or should Lucas and I have our last little debate? I think I think we can have like spat. five five minutes. We have five minutes. Yeah, I because I, I have right. to hear this because I I am a fan of this game and I want to see I want to see this battle royale play out. Susa, do you have any feelings well, about this game? Uh, not as strong as either of you. Not as strong. All right. Uh, this is this was inspired last night by seeing the Game Awards footage of Assassin's Creed the movie. I started laughing about the Prince of Persia movie starring <laughs> Yake Yake Gyllenhaal. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal notes. I, <laughs> I saw I saw that movie in the theater, and somebody behind me just went, "Why?" And I, I thought that was an incredibly funny response. Uh, but I did say to Lucas last night, the, the Prince of Persia movie is still better than Prince of Persia 2008. That's not true. Stop Boo. that. That's not true. <laughs> Boo I, this man. Uh, all I'm going to say is at least I could stay awake through Prince of Persia the movie. Uh, You're a monster. I actually, literally, fell asleep and spilled a very expensive scotch all over myself <laughs> playing Prince of Persia 2008 for the first time. Uh, I had a bottle Are of Johnny sure Walker Gold. Are you sure it wasn't the scotch that did it? <laughs> Not the <laughs> gameplay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, uh, 
my roommates at the time, uh, back in 2008, found me with with expensive scotch spilled all over myself, and just like right teetering on the edge of a platform in that area where it's, <laughs> I can't remember what part of the game it is. There's like all these windmills and stuff. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Ugh, boy, that game is gorgeous. Yes, it's just gorgeous. It plays like butter, and oh my god, I have read the backs of cereal boxes that are more exciting. <laughs> All right, here we go, Anthony. You ready for me to break it down? Oh, lay it on me. see the light here. Lay it on me. So think back to, like, Mario 64, Banjo-Kazooie. Mm-hmm. You're really just going through these super colorful worlds that aren't that challenging mechanically, mm-hmm. and you're collecting little bits of stuff. That's totally what Prince of Persia 2008 is main. <laughs> it's just I, get I, the bits I, and appreciate the scenery. I don't I don't disagree. But like there's a difference to me between like like I can listen to either an Enya album or I could listen to like Pure Moods Volume 3. <laughs> Both of which I are get to be neither good. of these right. Do you, right. You okay, like I, okay. First of all, I'm gonna stick up for Pure Moods. <laughs> no, Pure Moods was the good. Oh, okay, there, okay, Susan. good, good, good. Like, okay, good. right. Like if I'm if I'm gonna go with like the non-threatening, <laughs> like ambient sphere of like sight and sound pleasure, I'm gonna go for the one with a little bit more variety. Like a, a level in Super Mario 64 is you you could go in, you get the star, and it's done. 20 minutes maximum for getting that star <laughs> like there's a there's a, a, a process of trial and error whereas every single scene in prince of persia 2008 felt like the same thing to me mm. like after about four hours i was like why which area ball of light am i looking you're, for you're now? not wrong you're not wrong yeah. that that game is stunningly beautiful but it is very much of a muchness yeah. yeah. Is, is there anything else, Lucas? I, like, I agree with you that, like, it, it definitely has the same pleasures as those games. We're, we're on the same page. Like, I don't love that game or anything. Right. <laughs> but the movie. The movie, movie is <laughs> trash. The movie is where I went too far. All right, I admit, the movie is a bridge too far. <laughs> How does Ben whoa, Kingsley whoa, keep whoa, getting whoa. roped into these things? <laughs> the ending of Prince of Persia 2008, I think, is also particularly bold, especially for a company like Ubisoft. Mm. And then they ruined it by adding DLC that takes place after the end of that game. Oh, I didn't uh, know that happened. Huh? I didn't know that there was there was DLC. Yeah. For that so game. do you know how that game ends? I mean, I'm assuming. No, I never finished. finished it. I don't not, like not at all. At all. Okay. No. So the 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 whole thing is that in order to save the world, um, the girl that you're with has to sacrifice herself um, to cleanse the land, basically. And uh, the prince is, as you kind of gather over the course of the the adventure, he's kind of selfish, but he and he also he forms a bond with this girl. So he ends up like finding a way to revive her, and he removes her from the temple. And then this dust cloud comes in, basically like he causes the end of the world because he'd rather the world end than have her die. And that's wow. how the game ends. It's a, huh. it's incredible. 
And then they add DLC at the end of the game, which I haven't played because you have to spend like ten dollars, and it's it's an epilogue that. Yep. So oh, I am, I am just that is how that game ends. Mm. Like it's it's for a company like Ubisoft, <laughs> it is a bold That's way true. to end the game. That's very true. <laughs> And, and I've heard it ruins like, the impact also. At that time, because I was like, like, even as sort of middling as it was in comparison to other Persia Persia games, like that that ending for me like made it special. Mm. So, mm. yes, that game. Well, everybody, <laughs> uh, that brings us to the end of episode sixty. Uh, Dem Ludens, guys, oh that's going to be a game. Oh my God. Uh, no, it's not. Yeah, it'll be a game like thirty years from now. <laughs> Actually, one last thing. What year do you guys think Death Stranding comes 2019. out? Twenty nineteen. Susan. Twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen. Yep. Lucas. Uh eighteen. I'll say eighteen. Twenty eighteen. Okay. Dave Roberts. Twenty XX. Like <laughs> it's the the kind of future where you know guys have like rad shades and there's neon yeah. everywhere. Yeah. It, it, like, Mega Man actually has to exist yes. in the world for De uh, Death Stranding to come out. Yes. <laughs> the Maverick Hunters are running wild. <laughs> and we're playing on our PS4 Pro Death Stranding. Uh, all right, everybody. We will see you in a week. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye. Goodbye.